Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of the E-Commerce Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Scott DeGrossier, founder and CEO of Wicked Reports. I have today with me a kindred spirit who is a veteran of a, a VFW, <laughs> a card-carrying member of the Measurement Wars, Chris Mercer. How are you today, Chris? Excellent, Scott. Appreciate you having me, man. Thanks. Now, you do you do a couple of fantastic things, very interesting things to me. Co-founder of Measurement Marketing IO. Which is, by the way, a beautiful, well-developed uh, homepage. Very could take some conversion rate optimization tactics. We've definitely been on that because it's very clear. A lot of Thank different offerings. That. Very clear to maneuver around, I would say. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you build measurement systems. You help marketers and agencies. You know, true expert in attribution, Google Tag Manager, Google Analytics. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm really psyched to have you here. This is uh, excellent, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I love I love what you guys are doing. Wicked reports. I think there's always, you know, it's it's I'm a big fan of like it's it's important to have different tools that are out there based upon everybody's skill set. And I think it's important to learn the strategies, right? Because it's not just the tool that's gonna save you, but it's like how are you using all of this different stuff. And and that's that's what we're doing at Measure Marketing IO, trying to help people understand like how do you think about this, you know, especially with the new world we're walking into when it comes to measurement. I totally agree. It's always like, you know, you get in a big debate with someone, oh, are you tracking everyone across device and what are they thinking about us at night in bed? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all yeah. that matters is are you getting the outcome that the data is supposed to help you get? Like, yeah. I, I, I tell you, I, I answer that same thing, right? Same, same exact mindset, but it's like, when you go fishing, you don't need to know where every single fish is in the river to catch a fish. You just need to know where most of the fish are most of the time. And that mindset shift helps people realize like, oh, I don't need to measure everything that every single person is doing on my site. I just need to know what most of the people are doing most of the time. And is that what I want them to do? And if so, great. Then it's go out and scale and find more traffic. And if not, then it's, well, why not? Let's maybe adjust the site, do some split testing, change the messaging or whatever to encourage the behaviors that we're trying to get uh, the, them to actually do. Um, but you're right. There's a, that is the first mindset is especially now, because now we're in this weird sort of, you know, with data privacy and the tech laws or tech changing and laws changing, right. It's like less people can be measured. So you won't know where every fish is now, like Mm -hmm. you thought you could before. And it's like, well, that's okay. You don't have to. And, and that's the best part about it is you don't have to freak out. You can just kind of go like, okay, we can still get the trends and patterns. We can still operate. And to your point, if we look in the bank, do we have the revenue? Yes, we do. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> right. Like the map is changing, but the territory is still the same. No, nope, not a big deal. We can just move forward and roll with the bunches. Yeah. So uh, how did you, you know, measurement marketing, how did you, how did you have this passion? How did you like get to where you are now? What, what, we, I don't, I don't really know question. the whole story. Yeah. So here's the, here's the Mercer origin story. So I, I was, you know, six figure job out in New York with my wife. We both have our six figure jobs and we were just in a part where it kind of, kind of trapped through the job. I right? didn't, okay. Liked it. Just wasn't thing we wanted to do. We had an opportunity to move down to Austin. We looked at it, loved the area. We said, okay, we're going to sit. We did the old, we started business, I say the old fashioned way. We saved six months worth of income and then jumped, right? And that's what we did. So we said, okay, we're going to save six months worth of income, come down to Austin, we're going to start a business. My idea was, well, let's create a, a WordPress site to show people how do you build WordPress sites, right? So we do that, create that. That very quickly led into people saying, love this. Seems like a lot of work. Can you build my WordPress site? And I remember this is a true story. Uh, whoever this guy has got a hell of a deal. I uh, he asked for a, a membership site, and at the time I was using Digital Access Pass and WordPress. 
I built the entire site for them. Took me two hours. And I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm making so this the digital life is this is exactly what they said it was. I charged them 500 bucks and thought I was amazing. I was like, $250 an hour. This is so cool. A year later, I'm charging 5,000, 6,000, right? I'm back at normal rates, at least at that time. Um, but the the challenge I was seeing as a, as an entrepreneur, trying to always see where the market's going and and uh, build a, a larger moat, right, for the organization, is everybody's doing WordPress sites. They're quickly becoming commodified, right? Fiverr was starting to come online, and everything else around that. So it's like, well, we're going to build the site, and we will optimize the site so I can get recurring revenue, and we do mm. conversion optimization. So we'll deliver the site, and then we'll optimize it. Well, in order to optimize, you have to measure. So what we started doing is Google Analytics. And the only thing that we did different is we kept asking questions around using Google Analytics and digging into it more. And I think that's what led to our usage of it being completely different. So we would come back and like, for example, I would deliver a site maybe to you and you bought a site from us. I would deliver it to you and say, okay, here's the site. Here's how it all works, blah, blah, blah. Let's go to Google Analytics. Here's where you can see how many leads Facebook's generating. Here's how you can see how those emails are now closing the deal from those leads in Facebook. And here's how all of, everything's all stitched together, which GA can do if you set it up to do that. But most people don't know you should set it up. They just think turning it on is setting it up, right? When, it, when it's not. Mm -hmm. And so what happened is when we started doing that almost overnight, at least it felt like that, the referrals stopped becoming, hey, we need you to build our WordPress site. The referrals that were coming in were, hey, um, we already have a site, but uh, you know, you, you did Scott's GA and he was showing me that stuff. And like, how did you and could you set ours up? And that's when we realized, okay, that's the pivot. We're gonna we're gonna stop getting out of the rat race of building sites. We're gonna move into setting up analytics. And we started with that done for you, very high-end agency, did that for a couple of years, and then eventually built it into the courses. And then we pivoted to training, where it was just, I think it's important that measurement skills are in-house. I think an organization should have those, whether you get a vendor or a tool or something, but it should be a permanent part of your business culture is measurement. And so we decided just to focus on that. And that was my own personal passion. So that's yeah. what we do now is train people how to do this stuff. Everyone starts out not understanding their value because you're new in the market. It's true. You know? Yeah. I that's, exa that's exactly right. Front page websites for... I remember. That was my first... Yeah. 200 bucks. Yep. And then yep. JavaScript was an extra like 50 an hour for me to like right. script out a mouse over or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and, and again, for us, it's like, oh, this is no big deal. I can't believe they're paying me for this because it's so easy for us. And to yeah. them, it's like, God, I would have given you a thousand if you had asked me, right? And it's like, yeah. okay. Mental note. Yeah. it's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And then Infusionsoft had me do the accelerators and I would just walk people through the basic conversion rate of, hey, well, so your customers, it looks like, they're, what are they worth? Like 500 bucks? And I'd be like, okay, so how many... You got to figure out how many convert from the checkout page and how many can right. you get to the checkout and how many get to the site? And I'd work back the math and be like, you can spend a dollar a click and then it's going to be this. And they'd be like... Oh my God. <laughs> like, right. Well, you got to start with the end in mind and work backwards. You can't just dream up, hey, I'm going to buy traffic. You can figure out what you can even pay. And I was like, yeah. geez, nobody has a clue. And then that's, I got that's, into it. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I think, and, it, and I think to, to some extent, that's still out there a lot, a lot more than I would have thought it would have been at this point. Um, because I think a lot of people are always using these lagging indicators. Like they, they check their bank account. Like a lot of entrepreneurs do this. They check their bank account. They're like, do we have money to spend? I don't know. What's the bank balance? Refresh. Yes, we do. Spend money. And that's how they run their business. And then it's like, oh, out of money. How do we know? Well, because they're saying we're negative. Okay, stop spending money. Wait for money to show up. And then and that's kind of what happens. And I get that. Um, but the beauty of measurement is that it can not only tell you, kind of get you caught up and show you kind of what's working, what's not, but that it should show, to your point, what's going to work. 
and what's not, right? It can kind of predict the future a little bit for you if you use it properly. Mm-hmm. So to your point, you could go through that process and be like, this funnel doesn't pencil. It's never going to work. There's no point. Yep. It's too expensive. So let's come up with another one. Let's come up with a different price point. Let's come up with a different structure. Let's come up with a different traffic source. But at least you can do all of that before spending a bunch of money and then going, well, that, that didn't work. And you're like, yeah, because you could you could have told that if you understood how to measure it. Yeah. What, what do you find that people... What's the biggest misconception people have about measuring their marketing? I mean, there's probably a lot of them. <laughs> I can there, Yeah, I think, you, I think there is. I think there is a lot of them. I think the initial thing is that it's just as simple. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but to, to sort of communicate the point, I think they think it's just like, oh, uh, I set up my Google Analytics goals. I'm done. They think measurement's a destination that is that they can complete the process. And it's like, cool, I've measured. I've got my site. My measurement is set up on my site. People think it's that, right? Like, oh, I'm just going to set up my goals. And then I've, I maybe with Google Analytics or something, you set up UTMs and now I'm done. I don't need to do anything else. And that's not true. Like measurement is a constantly evolving process. And the reason that that is, is because you set up, it's like when we teach it, we, we go through stages. Like you start off in the cave where you're kind of wandering around. You have no idea what's working or what's not. You're bouncing around in the dark. Your job is to get your setup in place enough where you can get out of the cave and you can get into the valley of visibility. You can look around, you can start seeing, okay, here's how things are going together. And maybe you can tell that, okay, the, the difference between Facebook traffic and maybe your email traffic. But then you go, okay, well, I wonder which leads that are coming in from Facebook. Like I've got a checklist lead and maybe a video series lead. I wonder which one of those is actually creating sales within 30 days. Well, that's a more complicated question. It's a bigger question. And your current implementation, as you have it set up, may not be able to answer that. So you improve your implementation. Now, that might mean using the existing tools in a slightly different way or a more advanced way. It might be adding new tools coming in because you need to be able to measure for a certain behavior that you can't otherwise measure for without those tools. Um, But either way, your implementation changes. And I think that's why it's so important to go through a framework, to follow a structure for that process. Because otherwise, it's very, very easy. And I'm sure people listening or watching this can attest. It's very easy to get overwhelmed and frustrated by this entire world because there's new tools all the time. You know, like when we started, it was like tag manager or sorry, analytics, then tag manager, then data studio, then server side, then app and web. But wait, no, it's called GA4 now. And it's like all this stuff happens and there's going to be more a year and two and three and four years out. There's always going to be more. And it's going to be, it is going to get more complicated because measurement does require some focus and effort. The good news about that is once you make that shift, you don't look at the entire mountain. So it's like, what's the old joke? Like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Right. It's like, that's what measurement is. It is an elephant. And you go, okay, that is, but I just need to focus on what I am right now. So if you're just starting out, turn on the tools, start getting used to them and just understand that you can only answer questions at that level. But then as you get practice and as your, your organization becomes more of a measurement culture, then you can answer bigger questions. Your implementations will improve. You'll get better at it. And all of a sudden, you might look back in 96 months, 90 days or six months from now, looking back going, holy cow, Like we're in a completely different spot in terms of understanding how the users are using the site and actually knowing how to adjust that behavior. And that's be- measurement will give that to you, but it's a process. It's not a quick project. It, it's totally a process because we, you know, just speaking from, you know, back when I used to even have to handle some of the customers, like they'd mm-hmm. say, okay, we spent all this money. We're excited. Then they'd be in there after one day banging around. I'd be like, we've been tracking clicks for 12 hours and you lead, <laughs> your cold traffic on average takes 22 days to buy. Like you can't be running around. You run around with first click data, trying to like make these big budget decisions. It's been a day. Yeah, (laughs) that's exactly that's exactly right. It needs to determine 
when you can act. It's a framework, but then also like how they normally act is, you know, of course you want them to buy same day, but how long they take to convert then affects when you can make the big decisions. Like yeah, the first couple of weeks. Agreed. And that's and that goes back to like refocusing on I think the other big uh misconception is wrong word. I think it's a mistake, is that most marketers focus on the purchase and they think about the sale as the purchase, the exchange of a credit card for some sort of product or service, right? And I get that. It is obviously an important step. But in my head, and this is because my background was in sales and sales management. So I'm always used to managing the pipeline, right? The salesperson's Mm -hmm. pipeline going through and I'm very pipeline oriented. So I've never looked at it like that. I don't know why people always did. I get it now. Like coming, you know, if I was learning marketing, but I didn't go through sales. But in in sales, there's a customer journey, right? It's how many dials am I going to make on the phone to get an appointment? How many appointments am I going to set to actually get them to show? How many show appointments am I going to get to get a qualified lead? How many qualified leads am I going to ask to actually get a sale? How many of those that I ask will actually consider the purchase? How many people that consider actually purchase? Well, each one of those is a sale that I have to make as a salesperson to go through. And so I, in our case with Measure Market I.O., like we teach to make the marketing do that. So your Facebook ad that you're doing today, because I don't know any ad in the planet who is designed to get it to click on today to cause a result in 30 days. They don't exist. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. not a thing, right? But there is an ad where it's like, okay, it's designed to create a click, which opens a session, creates a visit to your site, and it's designed to do something. And if it's a cold traffic, the odds of you getting them to purchase are, are low, right? If they have no idea who your brand is, they want to see your product, unless your targeting is amazing. But if it's at some sort of scale, it's probably not going to get a purchase. But what it w- might get is awareness. So you can sell, tell Facebook, listen, I want this ad to get them on my site. We call this an on-site brand aware goal, where we will want them on our site for at least 10 seconds. At that point, we fire back a conversion to Facebook and say, cool, that ad did its job. It was for awareness. It got them to stay on 10 seconds. Awesome. Now they've kind of virtually raised their hand to say, kind of sort of interested maybe in what you guys got. Then what happens is we tell Facebook, I need different salespeople, bring team B off the bench. And team B is now going to tell them all about, instead of measurementmarketing.io, it's going to tell them about the Measurement Marketing Academy. And its job is to get people also to become aware of the academy by staying on that page for at least 10 seconds, or maybe interested, which is when they're on the page for 45 seconds and have scrolled halfway down, like to show an interested sort of behavior. And the beauty of that is I have, because we're, we're a fairly low traffic site, I can't necessarily use convert a, a purchase to do optimization back to Facebook because mm-hmm. I can't send enough of those signals back, but I can certainly do it with interest signals and awareness signals. And because I know my numbers, going back to your point earlier, I know how many people become aware, how many will show interest, how many will investigate, how many will initiate to go to the order form, and how many of those will complete at an average order of whatever to cause the revenue. And so I'm just telling Facebook, I just need you to knock down this one domino to get this other domino to knock down, right? to ultimately end up in the bucket. And it's because I'm measuring for each individual sale. The other beauty of this is that I don't worry about much of touch attribution anymore because I can tell. I can tell Facebook is really good at awareness. My emails are good at closing because they're supposed to. My Google ads can come in for support to get interest if it needs to as a second chance. But I can tell because there's very little time between the click and the measured result for that click. So I can tell that it's doing its Mm -hmm. job. And now I can move them through the pipeline because I know my numbers. That's the whole idea of it. It becomes a very... It's funny because in measurement, at the end of the day, it, it takes out all the drama of this stuff. Like I know what to adjust. I know what's broken. If, if something breaks, I see my marketing team go like, okay, we got to change the above the fold copy because they know that's what the issue is. They can they can see it in the numbers or something like that happens versus like, well, the page isn't converting. I don't know. Should we change the offer? Should we change the copy? Should we change the funnel? 
like, I don't know, what do we hear the latest mastermind group? And then everybody starts spitting out ideas and, <laughs> and it goes haywire, right? But your numbers help keep you constrained, focus you on, on what exactly is going on or not going on. And they lead to action. They will absolutely lead to action when it's done right. Yeah. The micro conversions or the, the higher funnel conversions are critical because the, the algorithms need volume. It's exactly they, right. They, they need better say, quality signals. Oh, I only need 15 yeah. conversions in 30 days. That's not true. They need more than that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they crush exactly you on. Right. So you try to target ROAS and you, at algo-based yep. bid method, and then you only get one, one sale every two days. You're not going to be too happy. Yeah. <laughs> you're and, not going to get any traffic. That's exactly right. And you got to make sure these platforms have the more, more data and quality data, right? So it's not just like, oh, anybody landed on my page. It's anybody landed on my page and stayed for 10 seconds. Because those are the people I really want to talk to. If somebody was playing a game on their phone and my ad got in the way, which happens, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to that person. If, they, if the ad got in the way and they stayed on the page for 10 seconds, there's probably something there, right? There's some sort of interest there, probably. Not guaranteed, but probably. And so measuring for certain behaviors is the beauty of this process because it's as close as I can get to you and I actually having a conversation. Like if I, if, if you were on my site and I can walk you through my site and answer your objections as you had them, chances are I would close that sale in some way, shape, yes. or form because uh-huh. I would be adjusting the conversation based upon what you're saying. And you can do that from a measurement perspective by measuring for certain behaviors and saying, well, people that don't even stay around 10 seconds, there's, there's something off. They, were, they, they clearly went there with some sort of expectation. It was immediately a mismatch and they left. That's either because the ad overpromised something or because the page didn't match what the ad promised if it was supposed to promise something. But that's what's going on. Now, if they don't show interest, where okay, they say more in 10 seconds, but they're not scrolling halfway down, they're not staying 45 seconds, that's probably like the lead copy, the initial part of the page, the front part of a video, if it's just a video, and you're losing them there. It's, again, mismatching the expectation. But at least you know that's what you should adjust. And the beauty of it, again, is you can adjust it you could, depending on your traffic, you could let it go to traffic for a few hours, remeasure it, and go like, okay, we fixed it. We're good. We don't have to wait eight weeks, you know, let <laughs> Facebook figure out the algorithm or any of that stuff. You just measure it and go, like, okay, now we got it. Now they're nodding along as opposed to going, mm, I don't know about that, you know? And that's the, the beauty of measurement and understanding how to use these tools is being able to do that. So, when the people come in, you know, they want to measure, you know, they want to get that lift right away. How do you, does your framework, by the way, so, well, hold on before I ask that. So your framework, sure. let's say, do you have it mapped out like certain um, signals mean look here first? I mean, you know from intuition now, but is it like yeah. a framework that your team can use when X occurs? This is the triage list to yes. try to yeah, remedy. Yeah. So it's exactly what... It, yeah. So, so the general framework when you're doing measurement is really three steps, right? We try to keep it simple. And the way that I, I think about this is my head. And you're, you're, you're old enough. Is you Remember the days where you come to the internet and the images would load and they'd kind of load grainy and they would load back <laughs> oh, yeah. in again. Then it would come in again. Like Eventually, I won't be able to say that example to anybody. But I back know. in my day, when I'm we had to have there. a modem, <laughs> right? Like So... Uh, but that's how it was. It was like you sort of have to you get the you get the initial kind of blurry version of what it is, and then it gets clearer and it gets clearer. And measurement can be like that. And I know everybody wants the exact perfect image, but it takes time sometimes to get there. But you got to get good enough to get going sometimes, right? So we'll teach the framework in three steps, which is you plan it out, then you build it, and then you launch it. In other words, you use it. So when you're planning it, and this is the, the thing that most people skip, is you want to go through the questions that you're trying to answer. And you just basically think about like, okay, what are the results I'm getting? And how am I getting those results? Those are kind of how you do questions. And then you think about what's the information that I'm going to need in order to collect that, that will, that will give me an answer to that question. So things like revenue is going to be easy, right? You collect the revenue amount, the purchases coming through, how much they, they sold for. 
but something like, well, how would I know if somebody's interested in the academy? Like for in our case, for the Measure Marketing Academy. And it might be, well, that person on that page will scroll down at least halfway and stay there for at least 45 seconds. When those two things are true, we're going to tell all the ad platforms that and, and Google Analytics that they are now interested in the academy. They've hit that little micro conversion, that milestone. And so we we plan that out. And then the third step of planning, going to your point, is the actions. So even before we build it out, right? This is just the planning stage. We think about okay, and what happens if that number? Let's say we we think that number is going to be between uh, fifty five and sixty percent. Well, if that number is less than that, what actions might we take? If that number is more than that, what actions might we take? Because a conversion rate can be bad, right? It can be too uh, too high of a conversion rate can be a bad sign too. And so we might say, well, if it's less than fifty percent. We're going to look at the body copy, the lead copy into the body copy and see if we might not adjust that or possibly change the design because the eyes, maybe it's a wall of text and the hypothesis is they're going too quickly through it and we need to put in some images to slow down the eye, right? Kind of have the eye bounce and forth. And then we'll try that. That'll slow them down, which should make more time, which should indicate that they're actually seeing the words. And if that's true, that you know that number will all of a sudden go up to where it needs to be, though it'll be within range. That might be one way. If it's higher, let's say it comes in, there's 90% are interested. But first thing I would do is go, we're not talking to enough people because they're all interested. That's that's a really good target, which is awesome. And either we nailed the target and there's plenty of it, or it's too tiny of a target and we need to expand it out a little bit because we're not going to have enough eyeballs to convert. And so I might do something like that. So then we'll build it and we set up our measurement. We'll use Tag Manager to set everything up and tell analytics and Facebook, whatever else. We make sure we set up our goals for when somebody's interested in the academy, right? Based upon that, we make sure our traffic is defined and that we know if it's coming from Facebook or Google or email or podcasts like this. Then we will go through and we will actually set up, um, make sure that the story is connected so that we're tying traffic to results. So, like in Google Analytics, it might be like setting up cross domain measurement or something that might need to happen. And at that point, our build is there. So now we should be able to be collecting all the information so we can get answers to the questions that we asked in the planning stage. And then we use it, right? Then we launch it. We say, cool, now we're going to send traffic and we're going to look at the numbers. And so the first thing we do is we build these reports out to say, okay, is the, you know, is roughly 55 to 60% of the people that are 55 to 60% coming through, are they showing interest in the Academy offer from Facebook, from email, from Google, from the different traffic sources? And if one of those is working, we go, cool, let's get more of it if it's within range. If it's not working, we've already planned out what actions we're going to take because we planned it out in the planning stage. So now we never have this problem. And a lot of people do this where you see a report and you're like, I have no idea what to do with this. You know, what else do you got? And that happens <laughs> yeah. a lot, right? But we've already thought through what we're going to do when we see it. So we already know that never happens because we've already role played it before it was even built. And that's that's why that works. So, and then then once we have our benchmarks, we start to forecast because based upon trends and patterns, you can start to say, well, in the recent past, the pattern has been this. It's been 55 to 60% of showed interest. Therefore, next week and the week after, also 55 to 60% should probably show interest. And then we measure against that. And then all we're doing is constantly saying, now we switched from what's what's been working or how are things working? We're not asking those questions anymore. We're asking, is this working like it's supposed to, like it was built to work? Is the site working like it was built to work? Is the site doing its job? Here's what the job should be. Here's what it would look like if it is doing the job. Is it working like it's supposed to, right? Is that messaging? Is the copy? And we measure against that. And then you will instantly see what part is not working if it isn't. And if again, if it is, great, go get more traffic. That's the idea. Go scale. But if it isn't working, you're going to see exactly where the breakdown is. And you go, okay, 
That's the part we need to fix. And now all your resources can be focused into that one area. So instead of brainstorming a million different things that could be the issue, you go, it's somewhere around here. Now we can focus our energies and you get better quality ideas. You get much faster fixes and you can iterate faster as a company. No, I love the starting with the question you want to answer. I mean, if you don't know the outcome... You have to do that. Yes. Yep. It's, and that's a big problem people have. They'll set up GA and then they'll go in there and just start clicking around. Oh, yeah. See what I can see. Sales 18 and to 24 are bouncing more than... It's the worst thing in the world <laughs> is to go into... We used to call it going into Google Analytics unarmed. I'm like, you never go in unarmed. You have to go in with your question. You know, it's like my question. Okay, here's let's go in. Because people think they're going to go into GA and they're going to hack it apart. And they're just looking for this magic insight that's going to smash them in the face that they've never seen before. And that's going to change the world. And it's never going to happen like that. It doesn't, it's just not how it works. But when you go in and you say, hey, this is how the funnel should be doing. Is this what the funnel's doing? It'll say, yep. Or it'll say, nope, this part is broken. And you go, okay, thanks, Google. Now you go back and get back to work and change stuff. You know? What, um, and I noticed that when you're talking about setting these things up, you're not agonizing over capturing every single click from every device. And no. What if they're on an untrackable th- this right app. exactly what if right. they viewed this and then they clicked that and then they went home on yep. desktop whenever i yep. hear that i'm always like oh, I, I think this is going to be a bad this customer might not turn out it's, so hot but, on, <laughs> but honestly and you're, you're you're not wrong right and, and again it's it's, it's from, in my head because we, we have the same students right that'll come to us and it's just i get why they're in that mindset because that's what it's been that's what they've been told was happening um, it's like when I, we, that's why we call accuracy the A word here. We never call it accuracy. We, we always say the A word because there's no such thing as accuracy. But what you want is a useful truth, right? Something that you can rely on to take action on to be able to say, well, if this is correct, if I take this action in two weeks, this number should look like that and be able to forecast out and, and knock down that domino, right? Kind of calling your shots if you're playing pool. Um, so that's that's how we think about it. But most people will come to us with that exact mindset of like, I need to know everything about all the things. And what about these not set keywords? And what about the unknown devices? And what about the demographics that don't tell me or the site search that doesn't show me? And like, it's okay. Like, remember statistics and, and data isn't about the numbers, oddly enough, it's about the trends and patterns of those numbers. So I don't look at Google Analytics and see time on site and go, oh, it's 10 minutes time on site and think they're actually spending time on site for 10 minutes because Google's not accurate when it comes to time in most cases. But I will look at certain pages. And if one says 10 minutes, one says five minutes, I again, I don't care about the time, but I care about that pattern where it's like, oh, one's twice as long as the other. And I do stuff like that and start teaching people that. It's It's always always relative. relative. But most people think it's about the individual numbers. They focus too in on that. They miss the patterns. They miss the trends. You know, and when you know trends and patterns, you don't worry about getting every detail. You worry about getting a quality sample, right? And once you have that, that's that's a representation of the main audience that you're going after. You can extrapolate out and say, well, if these people that I can measure are are doing it like this, probably everybody else is too. You know, and that's and that's how you you can build that out. And that's that's a tough thing for people to initially sort of get through. But once you start doing that. It's like a leap of faith in the beginning. You have to sort of like, well, I don't think this is right, but let me try it anyway. And then you go, wow, I actually can predict out what's going to happen in a few weeks doing just that. You know, but I like doing like this is the geeky part of me, but I'll, I'll like do sample size generators, you know, and like how many people do I have to ask to find out what a million people are going to do, you know, and then how many people do I have to ask to find out what a hundred people are going to do? And it's like, it starts going to the point where you get to like, you have to ask a hundred people to find out what a hundred people are going to do. But when you go to like 10,000, you got to ask like, 7,500 or 8,000 of them to figure out what, the, what all 10,000 are going to do. And all of a sudden, when you go to like a million, it's like 11,000 people will tell you what a million are going to do. And you're like, oh, at a certain point, 
there's a enough, there's a pattern, there's a trend, and it's over and it's not going to change. And you go, okay, this is what's nice about human beings as much as we are individual, very hard to predict. But as a group, we're very easy to predict in mass. Yeah, everyone likes to be, I, I like thinking I'm unique, but you just crushed that now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What's a what's a like a unique uh, like random tracking project you had like something random that was more challenging and you ideally pulled off or or didn't because it was unachievable. Um, the only things that I've seen that are unachievable is something I can't get code on. That's really it, right? So if I if I can get tag manager script on it, I can probably do what I want to do. Um, and I'll give you an example of something that we do that is was has been an absolute game changer for us an absolute game changer and it goes to the idea of that we're measuring for a conversation that's happening because measurement is how we listen to their side of the conversation right the user side of the conversation marketing is what we do to adjust our side of the conversation to hopefully keep the transaction going the way we want it to go right so we create this thing we call the eyes on the journey report where we load up the second the page loads, we call that an impression. And we count the number of times the impression has occurred. Then after 10 seconds, we fire another measurement that says, okay, now they've been introduced. Then after, like I said, in that example, we're interested with the 45 seconds and scroll. When those two things have also happened, now we say they're interested. Then we do init or investigated, which is when the offer comes into the view of the browser window for a period of time, let's say four seconds or something like that. And we say, oh, if they're looking at the pricing table for at least four seconds, they are probably investigating, thinking about purchasing. So we're going to measure that. And then when they click on the button to go to the cart, that's initiate. And we measure that. So instead of like, if I look at a funnel and I say offer page to cart page to purchase to thank you page, right? Very simple funnel like that. Mm -hmm. If my offer page to cart page is off, or I'm not getting enough people to go there in the past, We've just sort of all looked at each other going, okay, well, what do you think? What could it be? I don't know. Maybe it's target search. Maybe it's a headline. Maybe it's the offer. Maybe it's the funnel. Maybe we should try a webinar. And, you, and then you get a million ideas, right? Webinar. <laughs> webinar. Webinars are always the answer. So it's like, it's like, that's the sort of stuff where you're like, okay. And then you end up just spinning your wheel sometimes. So when we did the eyes and the journey stuff, we would call the eyes and journey because everything starts with an eye. Um, we call it the eyes and the journey. We would look at it. We can look at that page and we go, well, here's the conversation. They are interested and they are investigating they are not initiating. So everybody was fine until they went to go click to the cart. They're not clicking to the cart. It's an offer problem. We have to figure out how to tell it, how to communicate that offer, either where we, we emphasize the value that they're clearly not seeing, or we have to make it simpler to understand because we overcomplicated it. And we'll go back and we'll try that and we'll change it. And then we measure it for a day or two. And we look at the eyes on the journey report again and be like, ah, now our clicks to initiate are fine. Now, if they're not completing the sale on the cart, that's the cart's job. So I got to the sales job, the offered page did its job. Now I got to look at the cart page and do the same thing. Why are they not doing that? Oh, they're not even sticking around more than five seconds. It's because there's a mismatch. They thought they were coming in, but our, at the one point, our cart did this where you couldn't quite tell what product you were looking at. And it, and, and it didn't quite look like a cart. Like I, I get, cause, and the reason that we even noticed this, we didn't notice it building it because we're in it, right? We, we can't see the forest for the trees. But Always. with measurement, we saw that where people were going and then leaving within five seconds. That's why would you go through that entire process, click on a button, go to the cart and not purchase? And they were just, and it was like, because they're, what's causing that? They're confused. There's something they're, they were looking for that they can't see, but they didn't stay more than five seconds. So it, they didn't take the time to investigate that page at all. So it mismatched something. And so we realized, okay, well, let's change the card offer. It says, cool, let's get started. You're in the right place. Let's go. And we emphasize the messaging there, change the above the fold. All of a sudden that got fixed. And it was like quite literally listening to the customers and them going, 
I have no idea what I'm supposed to do here. I'm leaving. And me going, no, 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 hang on, hang on. This is the cart. Let me just change it so it says this now. They go, oh, that's easier. Never mind. I get it. And that's the beauty of measurement is we don't, I don't know the answers for my organization. Even if you, if you listen to my origin story, it wasn't me saying, I'm going to create an analytics agency. It was me going this other way. And the customer saying, well, why don't you do a done for you WordPress sites? And then me saying, oh, I'll do conversion optimization. And them saying, yeah, I love that. But can you go back to the analytics stuff? And can I just buy that from you? And me going, okay, like I said, I'm listening to the market the entire time. They have the answers. They're the only ones that have the answers because I'm never going to be my market, right? You're never going to be my market. But Everybody else is. And so it's like, well, let's go through and listen to them by the behaviors. That I'm not asking their opinions. It's their actual actions on the site. So I can trust that because those are true behaviors. And that leads me to be able to, to take better actions. Imagine an e-commerce store just to bring it out a direct response. You're an e-commerce store. There's a difference between seeing a product page and measuring for, did they click on the images in there versus did they not? Did they hover over the reviews and testimonials? Because if they clicked on the images and they hovered over reviews and testimonials for six or seven seconds and they did not add to cart, guess what those ads are going to say? Those ads are all going to be, here's other people who bought it, who loved it. And I'm going to start emphasizing it because something caused them to investigate testimonials and virtually pull it off the shelf by clicking on images right, to investigate the product, but they didn't click on add to cart, but they were thinking about it and they were curious what others thought. And so now I can do a whole other ad set that's like, oh, that probably worked. Let's, let's get our best people in there saying, here's what we did. Send them a video, you know, do a product demonstration, something to push them over the line. And then maybe eventually I can escalate to here's 20% off. But I wouldn't jump to 20% off because that's probably not what it was, you know? So, but that's the sort of that's the beauty of measurement is you get to be able to to again have a conversation with your users again, finally, as if it was an offline store. Yeah. I, you know, I that 20% off thing, now my standard move is. Abandon another cart. cart what I like. <laughs> so <laughs> true. The more Black is, Friday, the especially. Yeah, you got to do it one week in advance. Because then, <laughs> hey, we want you back. And I was like, I, I did didn't life get in the way? I'm waiting for my did life get in the way? You know exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, did life get in the way? Yes, it did. I yes. wanted to yes, save ten percent. Plus, I wanted my ten percent exactly right. Yeah, and that's and that's a shame off. because you're not the only one who said that, right? My wife has said stuff like that. That's how she operates now. So she knows, go to the thing. This is how you buy now. You go to the cart, you've been in the cart, you wait a week, and then you get your thing. She's never planning to buy the day of. Mm -hmm. She's planning to buy a week later when there's a retargeting campaign, which is kind of funny because that's what marketers did. Marketers who weren't listening and just shouting out stuff all the time have now trained the market to actually delay a sale. And how many of those people actually did come back to the retargeting? Not a lot of them do. Some of them will, but you're going to lose a lot. Mm -hmm. It'd be better to close them. Yeah, right life then. gets busy. Life gets in the way. Like, why, <laughs> exactly. why, why do I have so many delayed conversions? I was like, well, one thing people do that. Another thing people just get busy or maybe yeah. they don't want to bust out their credit card to some rando brand they just met. They got to wait. Yep. They got to think about you it. Know, it's, it reminds me of a story. It's, it's pretty funny. It's a large, large organization, right? Uh, a substantial amount of revenue, hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And they got this new tool um, where they could watch recordings. This is back in the day. And I remember them talking and they were showing all this stuff that they were doing about how they were changing everything. And they watched one recording of a guy going through an order form and they watched this recording and they, he stops at a certain point, like his like name and address or whatever. And he stops right at the payment details. And they're all like, okay, what's going on? Why is he stopping? It took him 20 minutes. Okay. Then he stopped. 
okay, we clearly need to change the cart. What are we going to do to change the cart? And I was thinking, oh my God, like these, they, they don't, they don't know measurement, right? Because all of a sudden they judged one and little fish in the river. Yeah. Right. And now it's like, okay, well, we're going to change the cart. And this guy just had to go to the bathroom and, you know, and the recording <laughs> stopped. <laughs> right. And that's, or his kid was like asking about something and can you read me a bedtime? So it could have been anything that yeah. caused that. It wasn't like he decided oh, right. to, you know, not buy your thing. It was just, you know, and it's things like that where you see this and you're like, okay, that's, but that is the, that's a perfect example of the tool won't save you, but understanding measurement will. And that's why it's so important to understand what measurement is and the strategies behind it and, and to use a framework that you don't use once. It's over and over again. You use this thing hundreds and thousands of times until so it becomes a cultural thing. That's great. What have you seen uh, with Apple, Facebook, IDFA, all the, the drama around that? How's that impacted people? There's drama between Apple and Facebook? What? I, 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 I had no I idea. Yeah. yeah. So, Zuck was so texting me. He's very upset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's... Um, it's a good question because there was, there was a big freak out that happened obviously in early 2021 around this. But I think that was primarily caused because... Apple freaked out Facebook and Facebook flexed its muscle and said, well, I'm going to freak out everybody else and tell them you hate small businesses. And that's what freaked out everybody because Facebook was obviously showing kind of a their version of the truth problem, but it was their problem to solve. Like they built their system poorly and, and they were clearly vulnerable to because they didn't own the highway, right? Mm-hmm. And Apple did. And Apple changed the rules and said, your car is now on a toll road and you don't have an easy pass. And I was like, all right, well, how are we going to do this? So, so they had to, so that's they were freaking everybody out. And that obviously didn't work to 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 with any main thing. But the in my head, so two things on that. One is Safari did this whole cookie thing years ago, but nobody cared because the Facebook didn't care, right? So it's like cookies changed, users changed, counts were off with Safari already, right? That stuff wasn't again a word accurate, but nothing's ever accurate. There's no such thing. But but Safari changed the definition of how they were measuring stuff, which caused that to already skew the numbers a little bit with Apple. This thing always obviously skewed the numbers a little bit. The email thing that just recently happened this month uh, has skewed the numbers a little bit and will we'll continue to, and that'll work itself out. But that is not something that's like, oh, that's we finally made it through this. This is just what life is going to be like. In a couple of years, Google's going to do it with third-party cookies, right? Some Brave is going to get more adoption. Brave is a browser. So you can't be measured, right? That sort of stuff. More services are going to come on board. More laws are going to come down the pike. And every day, there's going to be less and less things that we can measure in the way that we're used to doing it, which is why you get really comfortable with trends and patterns, because as long as you can pull a trend and pattern, it's going to be okay. I promise it'll be okay. But you got to know trends and patterns. And if you don't, you will freak out all the time because your life is going to look radically different because your reports will look different. And then going back to the idea of the map, is not the territory. It's like my favorite quote ever. The map is not the territory. So if I look at a GPS and GPS says to go down the runway, you know, wrong, wrong way of a street, you don't just follow that. If it's in the real world, it's the wrong direction. Well, right? my brother-in-law says if Waze told him to drive off a bridge, he'd do it. Well, there you go. <laughs> so that sounds like there's going to be one less brother-in-law in the world is what's going to happen there eventually. But 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 that's my point, right? It's like sometimes the map doesn't quite match what the actual real world is. It's just a representation of the real world. And the, and what happens is in our case, as as marketers, we are the map makers. That's what measurement is. Measurement is making a map of the conversation that's happening. So you can get a representation of the real world, but you can't get there, right? So we have to make a representation of it and then tweak that. I personally think, in fact, I'm going to try to tweak some of my measurements to actually cause this. I think there will be a future where I will be coming to you one day saying, we're, let's say we're going over our numbers and I'll be like, hey, Scott, here's what I think is going to happen. Uh, for every 
let's say a hundred people that come into my offer page, or let's say it's a lead or something. For every hundred people that see the opt-in form, I'm going to have 342 people opt in. And of those 342 people, I'm going to have half of them. And you're going to be like, wait a second, how would you get 342 off of a hundred? It's because I can only see a hundred, but I will know that for every one person, I might get 3.42 opt-ins because I can measure my opt-ins from keep or whatever I'm using to grab the opt-ins for. So that'll have a useful truth of that number. I just need a representation from Google or Wicked Reports, whatever the platform is that I'm measuring for. So I can build a model, which is why modeling is going to be so important. So I can then say, okay, well, if I generate 200 people for traffic, I should have roughly 600, maybe 700 leads coming in from that traffic. And I have a forecast that I can measure against and judge everything against. And so I can definitely see a world where conversion rates will be over 100%. And that's okay, because it's just a model of, of a representation. It won't always be like it is. And that's for me, that's like a, it's like a comfy blanket. I don't, all these storms that were happening last year didn't affect us at all. Because it yeah. wasn't, it was just a different way. You just have to go, okay, well, I can't use this method anymore. I got to update my maps. That's all it was. Just got to update the GPS system with the new roads. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we do that. I found that benchmarks help. Yeah. Of your, like your lifetime 100%. value. I mean, we haven't yep. really touched on that yet, but lifetime value is a big factor because you know if someone's yep. going to buy three times a year from you. And also you can just benchmark that if your model says, hey, well, as long as I know my revenue is about break even from this ad spend based on however I track that, I know I'm actually yep. going to triple my money on these people and I just need yep. to keep getting them rather that's than exactly right. to and like breakneck trying to be like X profitable on day yep. zero. That stuff. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. I, I love, I love stable. That's my, I love stability. So I love to be able to, and, and I love the control of being able to say, I'm going to, I'm going to make this number bigger in two weeks. Here's how we're going to do that. But to your point, what you just mentioned, like ad spend is always going to be the useful truth of ad spend because the ad networks know how much you spent, right? And your bank knows how much you spent. Worst case, I can put off the credit card. And revenue, you know how much you got, actually got. The cart's never going to be like, well, we couldn't measure that. It's always going to have revenue. So you do have some firm numbers that can that you can use that'll be consistent. But other numbers, like how many page views or what the email open rate's going to be, that stuff's going to skew. Like All of a sudden, people are going to come in, I'm positive, talking about how their open rates are amazing now. But we didn't even do anything. They're just really into us now. I'm like, well... <laughs> maybe because it all maybe, <laughs> but it but it could be right exactly it could be because you got a lot of iPhone users that are preloading that email right and that, and that that's just I that's just Apple doesn't mean the corporate emails aren't already doing that because they do right you get into a firewall depending on your audience and corporate emails can have really high open rates because they're opening the emails and clicking on links even right that before somebody even sees it and then they then they might even throw out the emails and they never see it so there's all this sort of stuff that you're like okay well it's you know. It's, it, that's why trends and patterns are so important. And to your point, you look at the benchmarks and that's how you know when things are changing. When the benchmarks start to change, you go like, okay, there's a there's the occasional blip, which happens, right? Up or down. Mm -hmm. But then it's, okay, is this a pattern now? It's been three times in a row. Like maybe this is the new truth and I have to start using this as my new prediction model, you know? And then that's how you adjust that stuff and you, and you learn to go with the flow. This has been a fast move in 45 minutes. Really yeah, it's already yeah i just noticed that i was looking dark in the camera I'm like shit my son's getting ready to go down i gotta <laughs> i gotta wrap this up so where can uh where can people track you down learn more take some of your great courses 
Absolutely. I mean, obviously, measuremarketing.io is our brand. Um, so I think if you if you want to do that, I think that's a that's a great place to start. Learn the basics of our site. Uh, we do have a free membership that we offer that is for anybody that just wants to get access. It's basically all the tools that we created for our members. We give free. It's our way to give back to community. We have free training as well, um, and that's just at measuremarketing.io forward slash e-commerce insights, all one word. So measuremarketing.io forward slash e-commerce insights. It'll take you right to the toolbox membership. Just name an email to set up an account for you. Fantastic. All right. Thanks a lot, Chris. Appreciate it, Scott. Thanks again. Take it easy. (laughs) Take care.